Good evening. Welcome again to this service as I seek to continue where we left off last time. We will be looking at the judgment seat of Christ and I'd like you to just pause with me for a moment as we commit our time again to the Lord. Father, again, we are reminded it's not by might nor by power, but by your spirit, says the Lord. Thank you for your word, which is quick, powerful, and sharp. I pray that you will prepare our hearts as we listen to what you are saying to us. Help us, Lord, to be doers of your word and not hearers only. We ask, Father, now that anything that will cause distraction, you will help us to release them and prepare us to hear only you, for we ask it in Christ's name and for his sake. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, I quote, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. We all must appear. We talked about that a bit the last time, but I, I want to make uh, several emphasis. We talked about when will the judgment seat of Christ occur? And again, we are going to give you some scriptures that will help you to appreciate where I'm coming from. We are reminded that rewards are associated with the resurrection and the rapture. And it is, it is the church's resurrection. And the fact that when we talk about the church, we are not talking about this building, but we are talking about those who are born again into the family of God. We also believe that when our Lord returned to bring his bride with him, they would have already gone through or stood before the judgment seat of Christ 
and those who will be receiving rewards would have received them, and those who would not receive rewards would have also recognized their loss. Why am I saying that? Well, let's look at the word. Revelation chapter 19, verse 8. I quote, Fine linen, bright and clean, was given to her to wear. It's talking about the bride of Christ. May I say to you, when the Lord returns with his bride, that is, us, the church, at the end of the tribulation period, she is seen as one who has already been rewarded for those who will be receiving rewards. I'd like us to note that those who are born again into the family of God cannot and will not lose their salvation. So there is a reward that you will get no matter what. A part of the bride's reward is described as I read a few seconds ago as fine linen. The righteous acts of the saints undoubtedly are as a result of being able to be robed in such a garment. In 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 8, it says, Now there is stored up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. What day? The day that you stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And not only me, he says, but also to all who have long for his appearing. I'd like to stop a moment here to ask you to examine yourself. Now, I'm not in any position to examine you, but each of us need to examine ourselves. We need to ask ourselves the question, are we really looking forward to the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Are we looking forward to that day when he will appear? I'm not talking about the times when we are in trouble and wish we can die to escape. I'm talking about the time when you are 
quite busy doing everything in your power to live for your Lord, but not only live for him, but to be used by him. I indicated the last time that it's unfortunate that so many just sit with arms folded saying, oh, I am born again into the family of God. I'm on my way to heaven. So let me live a comfortable life and walk into eternity with a big grin. My friends, I am convinced that at that judgment seat of Christ, there will be much tears before God through his son Jesus Christ wipe away those tears because we are going to be many of us are going to be very, very sorry because we did not do what we could have done. I'm not talking about anything that you can't do. I'm talking about the things that you can do for your Lord and your Savior, Jesus Christ. Works do not save us. But if you are truly born again into the family of God, you cannot sit comfortably by and say, let the others do it. Listen to 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5. Therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord comes. He will bring to light whatever is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of man's or men's heart. At that time, each will receive, will receive his praise from God. Judge nothing before the time. Let's not try to sit back and judge Mr. and Mrs. Jones because you don't know the whole circumstances in their lives. God will bring that out one day. So let's leave it to the just judge, the one who knows why they are the way they are. What we should be doing is to take an inward look and make sure that we are doing everything that he would have us to do so that we will not be ashamed when we stand before him. Again, Rewards are associated with 
that day. I said it already and I say it again. And it has to do with when the Lord comes back again for his church. This, of course, means the rapture. So, there is an order of event or events that will take place. And the first is, of course, the rapture, which includes our glorification or resurrected bodies. Secondly, it is the exaltation into heaven with our Lord. He is going to come and take us to be with him in heaven. And thirdly is, of course, the examination before the Bema or the judgment seat of Christ. Fourthly, we will have the what I call the compensation for whatever we have done or the reward or rewards for whatever we have done. Now I want to share some key scripture verses with you to back up what I just said. I'd like you, if you have your Bibles, to turn to First Thessalonians chapter 4, and I'll begin to read at verse 16. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and the trump call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Verse 17. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Verse 18. Therefore, Encourage each other with these words. I want to encourage you tonight. To make sure that you are looking forward either 
to be changed in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, or as quick as you can blink, or you will be raised from the dead at that trump call of God. Listen to verse 51 of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable. And we will be changed. Why is this necessary, you ask? The answer is in verse 53 of 1 Corinthians 15. For the perishable must be clothed itself with the imperishable, and the mortal must put on immortality. So we are going to be changed. God is going to give those who are asleep a new body, a body that will not perish. And those of us who are alive, and I pray it will come in my day, we will be changed. Quicker than you can blink an eye. What a day. What a moment that would be. No matter what you're doing, and let's pray that you are not doing anything that is bringing disgrace to your Lord and your Savior. But at that moment, you are transformed and you are caught up to be with your Lord. Here is a question for you. I answered it last time, but I want to go into depth tonight. Who will judge the believers? And what is the purpose of this judgment? Well, the answer is quite clear in John chapter 5, verse 22. I quote, Moreover, the Father judge no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son. 
So we know that the Lord Jesus will be doing the judging. He is the judge of all the earth, and he will do what is right. I want us to recognize that when we consider that Christ Jesus is God, we must conclude that there is no conflict between this passage and any other biblical scripture which says that Christ will judge the believers at his appearing. Of course, it is a tremendously serious and eternal ramification. But may I say to you, the judgment seat of Christ is not a place or time when the Lord will mete out punishment for sin or sins committed by the children of God. Rather, it is a place where rewards will be given or lost depending on how one has conducted himself or herself for the Lord. It is, of course, important to emphasize that the judgment seat of Christ does not determine our salvation. I said that before, but I, I feel I need to emphasize that. Because this was determined by Jesus' sacrifice on our behalf when he said, Father, forgive them. When you came to that point in your life and recognized that you needed a savior, We are blood-bought children of God. One John two two says, "He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole." world. And of course, the believer's fate in him. This very, very, very familiar scripture, John 3, 
and 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have eternal life. All confessed sins are forgiven and the believers will never be condemned for them. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 I'd like you to either look at it or listen as I read. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Verse 2. Because through Jesus Christ, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. End of quote. To say otherwise would be denying the efficiency of the death of Jesus Christ and of course nullifies God's promise that their sins and iniquities will be remember, remembered no more. Hebrews 10.17 then he added, their sins and lawless acts I will remember no more. Only the unsaved will stand before the great white throne. If you are a believer, your names are written in the book of life. And you have eternal life. However, you will stand before the beamer the judgment seat of Christ, to be judged for your rewards. You and I will stand before him without any doubt whatsoever. And I believe that this should motivate us to serve him in spirit and in truth and in the beauty of holiness and not 
half-heartedly. Because the judge of all the earth will do right. You don't have to worry about someone else getting your rewards. There will be no mix-up there. The purpose of this beam of judgment is not, I say, not to determine moral goodness or evil. Earthly deeds. May I say to you, God will follow through. Again, we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 13, it says, and I quote, His works will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality of each man's work. First Corinthians 3 verse 14, if what he has built survive, he will receive a reward. It's quite clear. Verse 15, if it is burnt up, he will suffer loss. He himself will be saved, but only as one escaping through the flames. In other words, what is deemed worthless by Jesus will be burnt up in the fire. The works that survive the fire are the deeds for which the believer will be rewarded. Let me back this up. 1 Corinthians 3, 12. If any man build on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, his work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed by fire and the fire will test the quality of each man's work. 
we all know that wood, hay, and straw or stubble, as the King James will say, is only fuel for the fire. It cannot survive the fire. What am I saying? The question that each of us need to be asked again is what is our motive for doing whatever it is that we do? What is the quality of your work? If you build with straw, it's fuel for the fire. If you build with gold, silver, or costly stones, it will not only survive the fire, but it will help to purify the gold. The more heat, the better the material. In other words, we do not expect to come here and believe that everyone is going to embrace you because of who you are. That's not going to happen. But that's okay. Provided that you are doing whatever you are doing to the honor and glory of the Father. That's the criteria. Verse 14, permit me to quote it again. If what he has built survives, he will receive his reward. Verse 15, if it burns up, he will suffer loss. He himself will be saved, but only as one escaping through the flames. I don't believe anyone in this congregation this evening wants that for him or herself. No one does. Not a single one of you wants to know that you just made it in. There was an old song, I, I thought it sounded good, but boy, if you listen to the words, it's not biblical at all. If I can just make it in. That, that may sound good here, but it's not going to get you anything over there. What works will be judged? For the sake of time, I'm not going to elaborate too much on these, but I want you to, if you don't do anything else, make, if only, a metal note of the scriptures so that you can check it for yourself because I don't want you to take my word for it. I want you to Go into the word 
and see it for yourself. In general terms, the works will be judged, that will be judged, are how well does one obey the Great Commission? Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 20. Secondly, was the victory over sin. Did you really have victory over sin? Romans 6 verses 1 through 4. Um, someone came to me a couple weeks ago and said, Passed on it, I, 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 I got a problem. He said, I, I heard you talking about falling into the same hole over and over and over again. I said, yes. I said, why do you think you fall into the hole over and over again? He laughed and says, I go in the same area over and over again. I said, well, what do you expect? If you get too near to the edge, there is a good possibility that you're going to fall in. So why don't you go another route? Why do you think God is going to make a way for you to escape if you keep going down the same path, knowing that there is a hole in the road, you think God's going to move the hole so you could go down that path? No. There's a reason why the hole is in the road. So that you can change your direction. Thirdly, how will one control his tongue and behavior towards others. James chapter 3 verses 1 through 9. More specifically, the earthly deeds of the believers which will be judged at the judgment seat of Christ will include the following action. How much intelligence and honesty you exhibit as a person who looks into the word of God and come away not only understanding what it says but being a doer 
of what it says. Romans chapter 2, verse 14 through 16. Check it out. Conducts, behaviors, and attitudes towards other people. Matthew chapter 18, Romans chapter 14. What about carnal traits? Colossians chapter 3, Romans chapter 1 and 2. Chapter 8, verses 1 and 13. Chapter 14, verses 1 through 23. Every word that we speak, Matthew chapter 12, verses 32 through 37, Romans chapter 14. Behavior, traits that affect those who you might, might have slandered. Your idleness of words, foolishness, dishonesty, broken promises, wrong Dealings and the list, of course, goes on. Romans chapter 1, verses 29 through 32. Chapter 12, verses 1 through 21. Chapter 14, verses 1 through 23. 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 through 11. Galatians chapter 5, 19 through 21. And I could give you some more scriptures, but our time is gone. Our spiritual traits such as disobedience, rejection, failure to cooperate, Yielding to the spirit and spiritual attitude. First Corinthians 12. Romans 12 again. Ephesians 4. 1 through 32. Ephesians 5. 1 through 33. All these scriptures that I gave you will back up everything I said about what and why. Your works will be judged before the judgment seat of Christ. My brothers in Christ, sisters in Christ, my plea this evening for all of us is that we focus on what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ expects of us, 
it is in the word and we need to get into the word and understand what is expected of us because if we are not in the word we are going to be very very disappointed because we cannot live unto ourselves and expect to bring honor and glory to our God our Lord our Savior Jesus Christ There are some crowns. As a matter of fact, there are five crowns that most of us can receive. And in the will of the Lord, if he allows me to, maybe the very next time I speak, I will speak on those five crowns. that most of us can attain if we walk in accordance with his divine will, plan, and purpose for our lives. Shall we pray? Father, I pray that your word which is quick and powerful and, and sharp, will speak and has spoken to our hearts through your Holy Spirit. Lord, convict where it's necessary that we may walk away from here tonight better understanding that just trusting Jesus is not satisfactory to you. You gave your only begotten Son to die in our stead. You have given us the opportunity to allow your son to live in and through our lives so that others will see Christ in and through our lives. And as a result, not only come to a saving knowledge of your grace, dear Father, but that we will indeed make disciples and receive a crown as a soul winner. Thank you for who you are, for what you're doing, what you have done. And as we leave this place tonight, we ask, O oh God, that you will continue to speak to us through your Holy Spirit and your word in order that we will Look forward with eagerness to the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 
and we will be careful, Father, to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. For it is in Christ's name we ask it. Amen. Go in peace.